Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show as we start a new week here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. All new pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And every Monday show, brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or go to purdyinsurance.com, home, auto, life, business, all your latest insurance needs to protect what matters most, all at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, and purdyinsurance.com. Can't wait to see them at the upcoming golf outing in August. Maybe we'll see them a little sooner, but always look forward to the golf outing coming up August 4th. And we look forward to a fantastic show today and a great way to start the week as we recap a very intriguing 2021 NFL draft, especially with the Eagles and Steelers, who I thought did well, both teams. Ruben Frank from NBC Sports Philly, at 3.35, and the voice of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You hear him on 100.9 The Valley, of course. Bill Hillgrove at 4.35 today to go over the Steelers draft. So let's start with the Eagles and Steelers and the draft themselves. I'll start with the Eagles. And I was pleasantly surprised of uh, how good a draft they had. It's nothing that's going to wow you, but what's encouraging to me is the team, Howie Roseman, it appears, I say that in all caps, we have a lot more to see how things go throughout the course of the year. As though he's remembering how he won a championship. And that was building at the lines, especially on the defensive line. And he did that with this draft. And I mentioned to Steve on Friday how I was getting more confident and how refreshing it was to see, to hear the things that Howie Roseman had been mentioning throughout the course of the draft. He had this to say to the Philadelphia media 
after the after they drafted um was it after yeah it was it was after they drafted uh Devontae Smith he said we've made some mistakes forcing picks in position so we've spent so much time on this drafting process and so much uh, discussions about the players in this draft that we're not going to reach take the best guys Eagles did that by the way good news though I mean the trade they made today to get Kellum Mond (laughs) don't do that to me (laughs) but the Steelers had a very good draft too Steve I was very impressed with them as well yeah this is all on paper though Okay. Right, of course. You know, you can only draft what, what is there, okay? which is exactly what they're doing. And I think, you know, in getting Najee Harris and getting Pat Fryermuth, the Steelers took care of what positionally they needed to take care of. Now, everybody's going to give their draft grades. I think we have Reuben Frank on today, right? We do, along with Billy Hillgrove. Yeah. yeah. Well, Reuben Frank put out a great tweet. And this goes to what I've talked about many times. Part of the job that you have when you are doing today's media, when it's a 24-7 access and so forth, is that you're required ahead of time to put together how many different mock drafts, and then you're also required to put out draft grades when it's over with. Now, the reality is you don't know how good a draft is until they actually start playing because now you have to see who actually translates to this level. Now, on best guess, Najee Harris translates beautifully to this level. On the you know, best guess, Pat Fryermuth, as somebody who broadcast every play of his career, I think translates beautifully to this level. They're going to have to prove it. They're going to have to show it. Um, and... But it's all best guess. Now, the Eagles, we talked about it Friday, took Devontae Smith, a home run. Right Now, if he doesn't work out, he doesn't work out. But you know what? Based on the draft board, I wouldn't change who that they drafted him. See, that's, that's to me the whole point. When the draft is over, before they play, to me that is the big question. The big question is always going to be, would you, three days later, change who you drafted? The Eagles drafted Devontae Smith. He may be a Hall of Famer. Or at the other extreme, he may turn out to be a, quote, draft bust. But guess what? Right, here we are. It was Thursday. There isn't a single person who would change the draft. And I would not change it. If he ended up being a, quote, draft bust, I wouldn't change it five years from now. On that particular night, it was the right choice to make. On that, on the, uh, Landon Dickerson in the second round, look, uh, when he plays, he has been terrific. But the problem is what I first said, when he plays, he doesn't always play because he gets hurt. It's not his fault he gets hurt. Circumstances have happened. All right. That's the problem. It's when he plays. Uh, Zach McPherson. Now, you asked me about Zach McPherson today. Zach McPherson, I, I hated to see go. I, you know, uh, the problem was that there's a, there's a line of people here that play 
corner of Penn State. And so he decided to transfer to Texas Tech. Uh, you know, he was very good on special teams. I thought when he got into games here, I liked his cover skills. I think he has quickness. Uh, he will definitely help on special teams right away. He will do that. And I know there are some people in Philadelphia that are critical of the pick because they don't know him. Oh, I, I gave it an A grade for me. I give the Eagles a B overall. I thought that was their second best pick other than, than Devontae Smith, honestly. The value at the time in the fourth round to get one of the better quarterbacks still on the board, and I think the production he can bring right away, special teams and defense, is going to be essential for this team. It's all you can go by. I mean, that's why, you know, what grade would you give? I would give nobody a grade on anything (laughs) because, I mean, you can't grade until they actually play. Uh, No, I don't blame you for giving a draft grade. I don't blame anybody. But, for example, I'll give you an example. Uh, I saw Chris Trapasso of um, CBS Sports, and Chris is a very good reporter. He's a very good reporter. So I'm just scrolling through, and I, you know, and he, he was talking about day two draft grades or whatever, second round, whatever it may have been. So I'm just going through it, and I don't care about anybody's draft grade. I could care less, okay? But, you know, but when it came to the Penn State guys, I want to see what they were writing about the Penn State guys. And... He said that it was, a, I think, a C-plus, and he compared him to Nick Vanette. Uh, over here in the back, I have broadcast some of Nick Vanette's games, and I have broadcast every down of Pat Frymuth's games. Uh, they aren't in the same category. You sit there and go, what? What are you talking about? In terms of the college careers... Pat Fryermuth is two steps up from Nick Vanette. And Nick Vanette ended up being, is is an okay pro. He's okay. Which is about, believe it or not, what I thought it would be watching Mid-Ohio State. I thought he'd be an okay pro. I said, he'll make it. And he did. And I said, he'll be okay. Fryermuth will not only make it, he'll start. Fryermuth will be really good for the Steelers, I think. But that is, but the draft grade thing, it's, it's very similar to the um, the recruiting grades, and I've talked about this a million times. Of recruiting, I I totally get the five star system. I totally get the fans want to know. There's a desire, a thirst to know whether somebody is a three star, four star, five star. Once you start playing. Then the reality of what you are comes into play. Um, the uh, the. But that's what, you know, the reality is the jump from high school to college is not easy. It's not easy. And 
anybody that can play right away. You know, sometimes it's it's on need. You're just the best guy that they have. And sometimes, look, you you play and practice so well. You practice so well. The coaches, you give the coach every excuse in the world. Uh, they're they're looking for maybe excuses to not play you, and then you can't look at him going, yeah, no, 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 I can play, and you end up playing. Though I, that's remarkable. You can go from high school and play in college right away. I mean, you got to be really good to do that. I mentioned everybody has their own clock. Sometimes it takes a year or two. It's the same thing in the pros. The jump from college to the pros is a chasm. So let's give you a really good example of somebody on his own clock that was a first-round pick and the as a first-round pick it took him a while to turn himself into one of the really terrific, rock-solid players in the league. But Cam Hayward, his first two, three years in the NFL, everybody's like, eh, okay, his first-round pick. I was Hayward, like 30, 31 on the draft board, some number like that. And he was good, but good. Well, now, years later, he is the rock of Gibraltar on that defense. It just took him a while to become the rock of Gibraltar on that defense. It takes, you know, so it takes that kind of time. We don't know with this draft. Again, would I change any pick? Would I change the Dickerson pick? Nope. Would I change the Smith pick? Nope. I think they did the right thing. Steelers, same thing. Harris first round? Yeah. Fryermuth second round? Yeah. I mean, would you change any of those picks right now? No. Even in retrospect, I'm not going to change my mind. If I don't like a draft pick, I tell everybody on the show the next day, I'm not so sure about this. I did that last year, didn't I? You did. With a third and second round pick. Well, I did that with the first round pick. And that too, yes. No, I didn't like the Rager pick. Did not like it. I didn't like the, I didn't, you know, I didn't like the Nelson Aguilar pick. I mean, this is, you know, where he sat back and went, Aguilar is the perfect example of a first-round pick that has to play his way out of the league. He keeps getting chances all over the place. You're like, okay, that's, that's your mistake. So that's just something that uh, We'll take into account. We're going to talk to Reuben Frank about this here at some point. Uh, Duquesne has hired someone to help with branding for athletes. You know how hard people have to work in life to get their own brand? Think of everything that has had to go wrong for us to give someone the brand, the suit. Back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, now try this on for size. We're going to get into this in a little bit. Um, And that is um, Duquesne has hired a personal brand coach. His name is Jordan Rooney. His job is to help monetize athletes. Uh, his name is Jordan Rooney. They're going to start out with men's basketball, then he's going to work to other sports. He helped uh, DeMar Hamlin at Pitt, for example, launch his own digital trading cards. Uh, but with name, image, and likeness coming up, Dave Harper, the athletic director at Duquesne, says, he says that it's critical for our student-athletes learn, learn, to learn the real drivers and that begins with their personal brands of positioning themselves for successful networking, profile building, accompanying frameworks to pursue jobs and market their person and skills. And so Rooney has been hired at Duquesne to do this. Through his platform as a speaker and content creator, Rooney has received more than 20 million video views and more than 130,000 followers. The goal is not just monetization, he said. It's access, influence, and network. He says not everyone has the instant brand recognition of the suit. I mean, I kind of felt like that quote came out of left field. (laughs) But that did. Rooney called the move a positive institutional disruption. Hey, this is going to be something we're going to talk about as the week goes along, but when it comes to your own brand in college as a student-athlete, there's time you need to dedicate to being the athlete, time that you need to dedicate to being a student, plus your personal time. What do you take away from to then do this part? That's going to be an interesting part in all this. What do you take apart to do that? Hi, this is Season from Purdy Insurance, and now that the warmer weather is on our minds, all of us at Purdy Insurance are ready to pair you up with the right coverage for that boat, RV, motorcycle, or jet ski. Enjoying the great outdoors is easy with the right coverage. Give Purdy Insurance a call at 570-286-5855, send us an email, or visit our website at purdyinsurance.com to see what we can do for you. 
Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to per- purdyinsurance.com. Auto home life business. They are the best in the business when it comes to insurance. They'll make sure you're fully covered, and they'll make sure you get the best price. And we're also in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury, Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. All right. Uh, I think you just heard before we get to Reuben Frank about Governor Cuomo basically reopening uh, as much as New York State as possible by May the 19th. Many times when that happens, the governor of this state follows suit. We will see if he does. With that, we bring in Ruben Frank from NBC Sports Philly. Ruben, an absolute pleasure as always. Welcome back. You got it. How you doing? I'm doing great, and I want to start with, yeah, I'm re- I read your tweet about the 2017 draft. And my first thought was, this guy and I must talk to each other all the time because it's exactly how I feel about such things. It's We all want to give, quote, draft grades afterward. Your tweet about the 2017 draft offered tremendous perspective. So how do you put drafts into, into perspective when you look at what they did in 2017 or what they didn't do in 2017? Yeah, and the point being that draft grades, I've always thought were silly because you know you yes. don't, you just don't know uh, for a couple years how how these guys are going to pan out, and there's just so much that goes into it. And a guy that seems like a really good prospect, who knows how the money affects him? Who knows how being away from home affects him? Who knows how being in a different scheme with new coaches, new teammates affects him? Uh, it, it's really just unpredictable. So. In 2017, yeah, the Eagles got an A for their draft, and I don't think any of those guys are even on the team anymore. Um, I guess Derek Barnett is, but uh, it's yeah, yeah it, it's it, it's funny. It's like you look at the Eagles' 2011 draft, and Danny Watkins, an offensive lineman, was their first round pick, and another offensive lineman, Jason Kelsey, was a sixth round pick. Right. So people now look back at that draft as being a failure because they missed on their on their first round pick, but. They got a, a possible Hall of Famer in the sixth round in Jason Kelsey. Well, what if those two spots were switched? What if they got Kelsey in the first round? They got a Hall of Fame five-time All-Pro type guy, and then Danny Watkins was just an afterthought in the sixth round. Then people would think, "Wow, that's a great draft." So, really, to me, it's just it, it doesn't matter except how many good players you get ultimately in that draft. And, and I think people look at it the wrong way a lot. Um, you really have to wait. You just don't know for a couple of years with, with most of these guys. Exactly, because I know in what I do in broadcasting Penn State games, I know it's a leap from high school to college. I also know that going from college to the NFL is a chasm. And you don't know how it – like Cam Hayward was a first-round pick. The first couple of years with the Steelers, everybody's like, okay, fine – Right. Now look at him. He's like the rock of Gibraltar because on his own clock, he got better, Ruben. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, I'm, I've known Tony Sackett since he was a, a freshman in high school. Yeah. He's, You know, he's a guy who was a really – I mean, he was a, a very good college quarterback, and he was a pretty high pick. Uh, and just – I know he's out of the league in, in a couple of years. You just don't know. Um, you just don't know how these things are going to go. 
Yeah, because I was on the broadcast team back when Tony played here. I mean, let's yeah. face it, he had a lot of the great natural physical gifts to play, but it didn't quite translate to the next level. So, but to me, when I look at a draft, uh, like 72 hours later, what I, I ask myself, based on what I'm seeing, would I still make the same pick? That's how I start. Mm-hmm. To me, with the Eagles, at least in the first couple of rounds, I still would have made those picks. Now we'll just see how they play. How do you feel about it? Well, the second round pick scares me a little because of his injuries. It's a real boomer bust type pick. That's Landon Dickerson, the center from Alabama. Yeah, if he's healthy, yeah. he, he's a he's a Pro Bowl guard. There's no doubt in my mind he's that good. I mean, he's a special talent. Yeah. Uh, but this is a kid who's 22 and has had two ankle surgeries and two ACLs. So, what Landon Dickerson did the Eagles get? Nobody knows. If you know, does does he just keep getting injured and drift out of the league in a couple of years, or you know, can he stay healthy and become a, you know, really fundamental piece of that offensive line? I just nobody knows. So, I think it's a risky pick at thirty-seven, uh, but the the potential there is boundless. So, uh, I think that pick kind of makes or breaks this draft because Devontae Smith to me is, is a star. I mean, uh, he's going to be a star. Yeah. He's going to be a terrific wide receiver. I'll be shocked if he's not. Uh, and then once you get out of the first couple rounds, you, you get what you get. They're going to hit on a couple of these guys, and they'll miss on most of them, and that's the reality. So to me, Landon Dickerson makes or breaks this draft. If he is mm-hmm. what they think he is and he's healthy, this is a, a heck of a draft. If not, you know, it's it's below average. Right. You know, exactly. Dickerson does make or break it. Because when he plays, when he plays, he's terrific. But the key is when he plays – yeah. And that's what—that's the part we don't know. Uh, positionally, you know, how did you feel? Part of this is what you do positionally. So positionally, did the Eagles attempt to address what you thought they needed to? No, and I think that's a good thing. I, I think they didn't reach for a cornerback in the first three rounds, yep. which was the right thing to do. You know, the value never really – matched up with where they picked and they were true to their board and they took the best player the guy that they thought was the best player at that spot and their biggest need come in was cornerback and it still is their biggest need but they're they're not in a position to reach for a guy and once Sertan and J.C. Horn were gone before they picked a 10 there just wasn't a sensible spot to get a corner they finally got Zach McPherson from Texas Tech in, in the fourth round but they only got him because they really liked him, not because he was a corner. So I think really this is the first time in a few years that they really didn't reach for anybody. They just yeah. they stayed true to their board. And, and really this football team's in a position where there's no reason to reach for anyone because they're, they're not going to be a contender next year. Uh, but they could be in two years. So you just try to stock up on as many good players as you can and, you know, and see what you have. Uh, and... You know, did they really need a defensive tackle at at seventy three? No, but they love this Milton Williams kid from Louisiana Tech, and yeah. and they took him there, and and they're hoping he'll be a piece because you never, if you draft for need, you know, you you end up getting a player that just shouldn't have been picked there, and no, you know, if you pick a if you pick a defensive tackle, and it looks like you might not need a defensive tackle, well, maybe in two years that guy's a starter for you. So I think they played it the right way. Yeah, I think they played it the right way, too. McPherson's interesting because, obviously, I saw him for two years here. 
before he transferred to Texas Tech. And yeah. I mean the pro- the problem he had here, Ruben, is that there was a log jam at his position. There really there was very few pathways up here. Right. And so he you know, he ended up transferring and I'm happy for him because I mean Zach's yeah, a terrific he spoke kid. very highly of, of, of his his time in Penn State. And he said he loved it there, and that wasn't the reason. He, he yeah, he, he moved down to Texas Tech. Exactly what you said. He, he just needed an opportunity to play, which he, which he got down there. But uh, he did speak really highly of, I guess, his two years in in state college. Yeah, yeah and his brother, by the way, Josh was a was an intern for us. Uh, so, oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. So his, his brother's a terrific guy, uh, and a good good worker too. All right. So moving forward with this team. I, I know it's a four. It was a four-game sample size. Is that is it too little, or was that enough for you to make a judgment as to as to whether Jalen Hurts is an NFL-level quarterback? Well, I, I think if you look at the games he played, and he, I think he had the second most combined passing and rushing yards ever by a rookie in his first three starts. Uh, behind Cam Newton, he actually had the six most passing yards, and that's with that's with n- no wide receivers you could even name right now. Um, <clears throat> four out of five backups on the offensive line, uh, some pretty bad play calling by a coach who was about to get fired. Uh, so, it, it, and and a dysfunctional quarterback room, to be honest. So, yeah. I think considering the circumstances. He played better than I expected, and and yet, did he fumble a few times? Yes. This is a kid who never had a preseason. You know, 21 years old, uh, had had never played the game on the NFL level, and um, I thought he played better than I expected. And certainly the the flaws you can work with, but the talent is there. Now, can he do it consistently? I I, I haven't seen enough. Um, to to answer that, I don't think anybody has. He played. You know, he played. He started and finished three games. Right. And he played three full games and parts of two others. So it's really not enough to, to draw any conclusions, but it's enough for me to feel like if they get this kid some weapons, and they certainly did with Devontae Smith, and, mm-hmm. and get him an offensive line that, that's healthy and, and intact, uh, and, and a play caller in, in Nick Sirianni who can help put him in those positions to, to succeed, I think he's got a chance. I really do. I saw a lot of good things. I like that he gets the ball down the field. And people made a big deal about his accuracy. I mean, he's thrown down the field every other snap, which you know, which I like, um, to, to guys who really uh, half of them won't even be in the league this year. Uh, obviously, he's athletic. He can run. And I, I thought with each passing game, he used better judgment about when to run, when to take off, when to throw it out of bounds. Uh, so I saw growth just in those few games, and I'm excited to see him. I'll, I'll tell you what, I think he's got a chance. I, I can't sit here and say he's the answer, uh, but I do think he's got a pretty good chance. So let's get back to the uh, uh, the early part of your answer. You said he did this without a, without a training camp, no preseason games. This year there will be at least three preseason games. For Nick Sirianni and this group, how important will this preseason be for them in terms of evaluation to figure out where they have to go with this moving forward? Well, yeah, I think it's. I mean, it's reps, and and for for Jalen, I mean, that's he just hasn't had enough of them. So, um, I think I think there's so many. I mean, this is a new coach who's not going to have OTAs, doesn't have a rookie camp. So he's behind the eight ball already. So I think those those three games, assuming it's three preseason games, are going to be huge. And you know I don't think they'll make any 
final judgments about Jalen Hurts based on those games, but it's just going to be huge for him to get those reps with these young receivers that he's just really never had a chance to practice with. I mean, he wasn't getting any reps until until he was a starter and with the one. So um, really valuable stuff, and I think I think they're going to go into it just understanding that whatever happens in the preseason, you're not going to draw any conclusions from, but it's going to be really important work for him. Always a pleasure to be with you, Ruben. Thanks so much for your perspective. It's great. Appreciate it. You got it. We'll talk to you down the line. Ruben Frank joining us from NBC Philly. Next half hour, Matt Leon, and then Bill Hillgrove in the final half hour today. Um, Except Ruben says we have to sit back and wait on the draft, and Matt doesn't want to wait. (laughs) No, he was dead on with everything. As he always is. I've said the same thing though. Forever. You can't judge you can't judge based on the Yeah, I I say that about recruiting classes and I say that I mean you hope. Like I said, I look I look at Devontae Smith. Would I change my mind about it yet? Nope. He's exactly the guy I would have drafted there. Landon Dickerson? He said the same thing I did. All right. Uh, What do you think I'll say about Dickerson though? It no question, it was it was. It, I'm I'm okay with the pick, and no question is a, his upside. I get that, but if the question is, would I redo it? Yes, I would, because you had a guy like JOK and Asante Samuel Jr. on the board instead of picking a guy with two torn ACLs. But like I said, I think you, when he's on the field, there's no question, and he's your future center, and that is a real key piece you need because. Who knows when Jason Kelsey's going to be done? Again, and not only that, he he comes from Alabama. The guy knows he knows what it's like to be around winners. Boy, it could be a depressing September for me. Well, yeah. He might be involved in more losses just in six weeks than he did his entire time. Yeah, at least he'll have some teammates to be with him. Well, no. I mean, I mean he and Smith might quit. All right, let's not go that far. You're killing me here. Well, <laughs> hey, I look around and go, I, I got to get the heck out of here. These guys are, wow. <laughs> you would be calling Nick left and right, Nick. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, Landon beat him in rock, paper, scissors, so he's got that in his cap. I mean, I should have, I mean, I, I should ask for more money. <laughs> Through all this losing, we're the fourth best team in the division with Daniel Jones. All right. Uh, <laughs> and by the way, Roger always wants to know about drafting. Uh, I think there's a potential that Washington got a steal with Shaka Tony in seven. So, all right. But I'm a big Shaka guy to begin with. Always have been. Yeah, you know, Shaka's to me the whole thing with Shaka's always been the weight. Always been the wait. All right, we'll take a break. Brought to you by Purdy Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. 2 1 pitch to Hoskins. Hit well to right. And it's gone. A game time three run homer. Santa Maria. They're going to take another look at this. The call on the field is homer. Edwin Diaz is shell shocked. 
There's some tricky boundaries out there with that railing. Did it hit a seat or did it hit the top of the railing? I just can't tell. Here we go. Oh my goodness, they're saying it hit the top of the wall. Not a home run. Hoskins is furious. Got to go back out there and run the bases now. Yeah, it worked out well. Um, it was not a home run. That was the right call. It was the right call. Uh, no, no question about it. Uh, now this goes 180 of what happened the other night with the double play uh, for Major League Baseball. That was embarrassing. That was absolutely embarrassing for Major League Baseball. The double play. You watch Andrew McCutcheon. Now Andrew McCutcheon gets his lead off at first. Now he's taking his lead off at first, but he's kind of taking a little bit inside line. But that's his lead. Balls hit. McCutcheon never deviates on his line to second. He's not maybe a foot inside the grass. He's running in a straight line. He's running out of the baseline. Lindor just flat out misses him. He ran a straight line. He wasn't, he didn't dance to get out of the way. No. That was absurd. Then they throw it at first, and he's clearly out at first, and they call them safe. What? He's clearly out. So they go to the replay. They cannot review the base, whether he stayed in the baseline or not. So that's not reviewable. So that disgrace stays. But then they did overturn the play at first, and it's a double play. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. And once again, what do we hear from MLB? Well, nothing. You never hear Crickets. anything from them. Never hear anything from them. So guess what? This is going to continue. Because Rob Manfred has done as poor a job as any commissioner can when it comes to in on the field, on the field priorities. All right, so by the way, your team drafted Kenneth Gainwell. Yes, I was ex- I was a little mixed. Then I then I the more I saw and the more I read, I was like, oh, okay, maybe I was I was starting to get excited, but uh, maybe not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Situational player. Um, as time went at Memphis. He played less than he opted out. He didn't play last year. Now, he's not going to have the wear and tear on him. But in the bowl game, for example, against Penn State, I watched the tape and I was like, I thought the backup guy was better watching the video. Okay. Well, it turned out in the game, the backup guy played more. I mean, Gamewell against Penn State did almost nothing. And again, I watch video, you know, because he was the guy he kept hearing about. Okay, he kept hearing about over and over again. Um, game well, game well. So of course I wanted to watch him on 
video. So I watched it. I was like, okay, I don't quite get it, but okay. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Patrick Taylor had a better day than than Gamewell did, but he's your guy. <laughs>